This season on the Set Yourself Free podcast, I am so honored and thankful to have six experts on nervous system regulation, what in the world it is, why it matters, and how to learn to work with your brain and your body so that you can feel really safe to earn more, to keep more, and to expand. As someone who went from zero to 10K months in the online space in less than a year, I knew nothing about this, quite frankly. I'm trained as a therapist. I have my master's in counseling. And yet after my first 10K month, I had a massive contraction and I had so much shame around it. I didn't know how to regulate. And so I am super proud of this season and honored that each of these guests are sharing their wisdom, their vulnerability, and their experiences with us. You're going to walk away knowing exactly how to implement in your own business and use these tools so you can create your own version of freedom. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I'm Shelby Lee. I'm here in Bend, Oregon in the United States. And um, I am a coach and a trained somatic psychotherapist supporting mostly coaches and therapists these days. However, I am one of those multi-passionate people that has many hats. So often I'm supporting healthcare practitioners, but mostly my mission is helping people learn how to regulate their nervous systems, whichever capacities they're in, so they can really feel settled and soothed and at ease as they're meeting their work or meeting their relationships, meeting their lives in a way that feels really, really good. So I do that through all sorts of trauma awareness, trauma-informed care and sessions that look like consults or coaching sessions that also kind of look a little like therapy. So hopefully all of that made sense. (laughs) Uh, So I'm curious if you're willing to share, was there like a moment or was it a series of moments where you had been trying to do this work on your own? And then you finally, maybe after teaching it for many years of like teaching co-regulation, but still trying to do your own stuff, like on your own, was there a moment where something just like clicked in, in a different way or yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was not teaching co-regulation. I was a trauma Ah. trauma specialist, you know, for many, many years. And that piece got left out and it's left out of most trainings, even the best ones. Until I took a developmental trauma training, I didn't understand the power of co-regulation. And that was just a few years ago. And since then, I've taken that training three times now because I've assisted it twice Because when I participate in the work, whether it's with my clients or in the trainings, I get a session every time. Mm. And so it is the most groundbreaking work I have ever known because it is, I mean, it's just profound what we can do when we have deep presence in our own Mm. bodies, our own hearts, our nervous systems, when we feel rooted as practitioners, Mm. when a client shows up with us, we are like unmoved. We're so solid. And so I'm regulating within myself, leaning into my teachers, the people I practice with 
And that invites my clients to be able to co-regulate with me when they feel safe enough and when that trust happens. Mm, That's so interesting and beautiful of like the windy path. I think that many of us have been on to get to the place of doing the work that now we feel most alive to do of like all the things that we didn't know we needed, right? Of the resources and the places and the things, but then it's like something clicks and you have to go teach all the people and share with all the people because you're like, no, 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 this is magic. Like this is what's been missing from your healing journey, from your expansion, from your growth. And so I think that's just incredible as a healer and practitioner of like how you get to share this with your clients. Yeah. I mean, I love this journey. I know you've been on it for so long too. And it's incredible what can unfold when we stay committed to Mm. doing our work and continuing to hold more and more capacity for more and more people that show up. And I, I was so dysregulated for so many years in the beginning of my career. That's not to say I'm not sometimes still life happens. We're in a pandemic. However, it's like, I couldn't be more grateful for my own ability to be like, yes, I want that support. Yes. I will sign up for that training. Yes. I will keep growing because I see what happens. It's like, people are just magnetized to my programs. The more work I do, people seem nourished by me just supporting them as they are. And I couldn't do that if I wasn't leaning into an entire lineage of support of my teachers, of my colleagues, of everyone I get consultation with. I just couldn't. Yeah. So last question I want to ask around those lines is the giving and receiving. I find, especially with driven, ambitious entrepreneurs, it's so much easier, quote unquote, to give And it's more normal or comfortable, I guess, would be a way of phrasing it, than it is to receive for a lot of people. Um, And also in lines of like asking for help. And so I'm curious how you have broken some of this down for yourself or for your clients of being able to be on both sides. I think I'm doing a really bad job of breaking it down for people because you know, like I'm out there posting all the time of like, if you're going to be a care provider, you need to lean into support. And I swear, I'm like, there's a thousand coaches on my feed and nobody comments on my stuff. I mean, my programs end up being full, but I'm like, I don't understand how people don't get the magic of this. And I don't know. Part of it is, I think that's not something I struggle with. Like I am amazing at receiving support. I need so much help. I have a coach. I have someone I get consultation from from every other week. I have a therapist. I've got body workers and, you know, healthcare practitioners. I have such an incredible circle of support. That is something that has been built over time. And it felt like it was out of absolute necessity. I didn't really feel like I had a choice. It wasn't Mm. a choice. It was like, you are so sick from the Mm. chronic illness. You are like so exhausted, so depleted. You need this. And I'm just so grateful that it worked out the way it did, but I wouldn't say it was intentional by any means. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's still a invitation. I think for a lot of people of 
what can be if it's an edge for you, right? Like maybe if it's not more natural, everyone obviously has different circumstances or situations where yours was born out of more of a feeling like there was no choice. And sadly, I think oftentimes these are the things in life that happen, right? Like we either hit a rock bottom or something happens where life, the universe is like, Hey, do you get it yet? Like showing you these things. And I never want anyone to have to get to that place of, you know, absolute desperation or rock bottom because like who, who needs that? (laughs) We don't have to do that. So I just think it's a a great reflection and reminder of you doing the work and leaning in and being willing to lead yourself, lead people and show that like being resourced is a brilliant move. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. And that's what I want to be offering the world because burnout sucks and being alone in this industry is not fun. (laughs) So or being alone with clients, you know, it's, mm. we can never possibly know what's going to come up, no matter how well-trained we are. We're working with human beings in an always changing world. And it's just, I really want people to know that leaning in is one of the most incredible ways to expand and grow our capacities to offer our gifts. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your experiences and your vulnerability with us. Like, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And it's just such a beautiful gift to everyone getting to listen. Mm, Thank you. And thank you for doing the work you do in the world and getting all these voices out there, including your own, because people need this kind of support so much. Thank you. Well, tell everyone where they can find you. Online, my website, oh, which is going to get a revamp very soon. I'm so excited. Shelby-Lee-L-E-I-G-H.com. I'm also on Instagram at fierceheart.shelbylee. I'm on all the, all the platforms. <laughs> you can also listen to my podcast, which is Relationship as Medicine. And uh, I have all sorts of programs, you know, everything for coaches, meditation teachers, facilitators, learning trauma awareness, to consults for coaches and therapists, to trauma-informed care for doctors, so, or, and business coaching. (laughs) So the multi-passionate stuff lives on. There are so many ways to connect and find me. Mm, Well, thank you so much. I have so enjoyed this conversation. Hmm, Thank you. I'm Lola Pickett, CEO of Moon and Manifest, and my brand is all about empowering sensitive visionaries to partner with their nervous systems, overcome all of their patterns of protection, and achieve personal success in the name of collective good. So it's all about changing the world one person at a time. And I really believe that that is internal to us. And if we don't have a good relationship with our nervous systems, then we really can't affect change personally or collectively. So I'm really excited about today's conversation because it's going to be right in line with everything I believe in and everything that I'm focused on. And I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And so with that, is there a way that you help people to come more into their body as they're repatterning, let's say their brain, for example, right? Because so much of the work I do is like mindset focused and it has to be attached to your senses and your feelings. Like, your feelings is so essential to any manifestation process. And yet there's so many people out there like mindset, mindset, and forgetting that then that's, that's just allowing us to live in our brains. 
and not fully into our bodies. So I'm curious of like any tips or tricks you can give to someone that's like, okay, I'm tracking, but I'm not really sure if I'm living into my body. Yeah, totally. For sure. Well, who is in charge of your behaviors, your body or your brain? It's kind of a fun question, right? Mm. (laughs) It is a partnership between the brain and the body. Your body is the one who is enacting what the brain is instructing it to do or what the brain's habituated to do. So one of the first ways that we can start to touch our bodily relationship and be in our bodies more fully is to actually observe and feel and engage our senses in what behaviors we're enacting in, right? It's like if you're just going for the cookie jar, the minute you start to feel overwhelmed, you don't want to address the overwhelm first. That's where a lot of mistakes happen in this work. You want to look at your hand reaching for the cookie jar, right? And maybe make contact with that arm. Maybe bring it back a little bit closer to your body. Put your hand on your heart. Be present with yourself for a moment. And then if you're going to go ahead and eat the cookie, at least you're present for the experience and you can start to really taste it. You can start to receive some satisfaction for it from it. You can start to be available to the experience that your brain is teaching your body to take so that you have a little bit more consciousness around what's going on. That's the only way we're going to create sustainable change. So being able to make physical contact with yourself as you're acting in certain ways or just checking in with yourself, how am I feeling? What am I noticing? We might not have a a real practice of that. You know, it's like it can be as simple as putting your hand to your pulse at your neck and going, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I have a heartbeat. That's right. I am not a robot. (laughs) Like I'm here on this planet. Breath practice and breath awareness is also a really powerful way to bring more sensation alive in your system. So one thing that I notice in a lot of my community members is that they're breathing from the top up and not Mm -hmm. from the bottom of their breath. And so Mm -hmm. we are used to holding a lot of tension in our bellies, especially if we're in female or female identified bodies. And we need to soften that belly so that we can bring our breath all the way down and in. So we need to kind of learn how to breathe again, many of us, and it can really help to alleviate a lot of our sensations of stress. We may still have stressors, but it can help us have more resilience in the face of stress to just simply bring our breath deeper into our body and notice, like putting our hands on our belly and going, Mm -hmm. okay, when I inhale, instead of having my chest and shoulders raise up, I'm going to try to have my belly expand. Mm -hmm. And then when I exhale, I'm going to focus on that belly contracting in instead of dropping my shoulders. Really simple pattern to notice. You could do like a breath check timer on your phone, (laughs) you know, like once every Mm -hmm. hour or once every 90 minutes and just like stop, drop and breathe and just do that consciously. And even just that little tiny behavioral tweak can really help you make more physical contact with yourself. I do a lot of work around the sensory system too, with sense of smell and how that can be tied in with the manifestation process, with healing. Something powerful to know about the sense of smell, just as a side note, is that the olfactory system bypasses the prefrontal cortex. So what that means is that when we take in a scent, Mm -hmm. it does not connect with a story first. It connects with an experience and a memory, and it goes way back into the more ancient parts of our brain. So one of the ways we can begin to create healing sensory processes for ourselves is to begin to associate scents, smells with something positive, 
you know, with a positive state of mind. So if you're having like a particularly motivated, excited, on track, in flow day, maybe just consider grabbing an essential oil that you really love that you don't already have a strong association with and take a deep inhale and like really Mm -hmm. lock in the experience that you're having that day because you can activate that again, bypass your stories, bypass your resistance by going straight into the limbic system of your brain, which is like the dial on your fear, dial it back by helping you reset into a more motivated state. So that's that's a little taste of some of the body work that I do. I love that. That's such a good practical and easy tip that anyone can walk away with, right? Listening to this right now can be like, okay, I'm going to go implement that. Because I think what happens with so much of this work, and I'm sure you see this in a lot of clients, and I I do definitely at various stages, we all have been there or are there at different points ourselves too, but it's like, okay, cool. All this information is great, but it's so overwhelming. How do I even start? I feel like everything is like another thing I have to do. So I'm curious if you have a process of where you start with people or if it's simply based on what's going on with them. Yeah, I do. In in my program, I have a whole framework that I've laid out. And the first part of the process is understanding how the fight, flight, freeze, and appease patterns show up in your body and in your behaviors. And those are nervous system controlled defense mechanisms that we all have. They are all a part of our system by design. They are good responses to have. But a lot of times they get the wires get crossed or we activate these protection patterns in situations that aren't an actual threat, but we've learned to perceive them as a threat. And we need to understand what those patterns look like for us. So a lot of my clients are entrepreneurs, for example. And so my sensitive entrepreneur loves, they tend to procrastinate a lot when it comes to doing the things that will actually make them move ahead in their businesses. They'll do all the other stuff and they'll be really, really busy. But when it comes to like the big scary things, they'll find themselves just putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And that is tied to the freeze pattern in and the flight pattern in the nervous system. So this very common behavior is actually coming down to, at its root, a nervous system response mechanism. And so by understanding and making the connections of like, oh, this is my pattern. I'm a perfectionist or have an out-of-control inner critic or I'm a procrastinator or I'm a people pleaser. All of these outward facing behaviors are tied to inner dynamics with the nervous system. And we don't know those connections because our educational system doesn't connect the dots in this way. And so I've actually had a lot of therapists, psychiatrists, medical doctors come through my program going, I learned more about how the nervous system actually translates into daily life, daily behaviors in your program than I did at medical school. That's crazy because most of my clients are like coaches and healers and, you know, even stay-at-home moms and people who don't have like a medical, you know, focus or something. So I'm like, how is that happening? That's so wild. But I think that's one of the things that my nervous system gift, which is pattern recognition, is able to translate some of these things and able to break them down in a way that makes it accessible. So that self-intimacy, like I talked about at the beginning, it Mm -hmm. really does start with what is my system doing? How is it translating into behaviors that are good and non-beneficial, especially when I'm looking at what I want to do with my life and the the gap between where I am and where I want to go? Mm -hmm. We want to start bridging that gap. We've got to look at where we are and who we are and how we're being. 
So that's step number one. And then we start getting into sensory tools, all the different sensory systems that we can use to partner with in different ways to help us snap out of our protection patterns, boundary work. And then we start to get into what it looks like to stop getting in the way of your success. You know, so many people are afraid of failing, but underneath that is most of the time a fear of succeeding. And we have a lot of protection mechanisms in place to keep us in the stagnant familiar. And we've got to be able to recognize those and break through those. So we kind of go up through a graduated ladder from internal life to outturn outternal. That's a new word. <laughs> sure. It could be a word. Yeah, hey. Outternal life to external circumstances so that we start inside and then work mm-hmm. our way out. And I find that. I love that. Uh, Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for this conversation. Tell everyone where they can find you, follow you in terms of your work and what you're up to. Thank you so much. Yeah. You can come find me at moonandmanifest.com or at moonandmanifest on all the social platforms. I'm all the places. I play on Instagram most. So that's a great place to come and say hello. And I love hearing from people. So if you heard me on the show and you want to connect, send me a message and it will be me who responds and says hello back to you and just gets to know you a little bit because the more people with empowered nervous systems, the more people are going to be able to show up and build different systems in this world and and take care of each other and ourselves better. Mm, thank you so much, Lola. I appreciate the work you are doing in this world so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Hi, hi, I'm Renee Mace. I'm the Worthiness Queen, and I help leaders and entrepreneurs feel their relationship with money and success, all from a place of deep-rooted worthiness and nervous system regulation. You know, I was just talking to a couple of clients this week, like with this very conversation around emotions, and all of us, you know, have harder emotions for ourselves to feel. Like everyone's different of whether that's like anger or whatever. Everyone has different ones. And, you know, I think some people feel like when they enter the personal development space in particular, that like you're doing it wrong because you're still having those emotions or those thoughts or those whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like (laughs) the point is never to erase those because let's say we were, we were to erase them somehow miraculously for like two months, then it shows back up and you're like, what the hell is wrong with me? How did I get here? You know, like, and then you're going to have all those spirals and you're not going to know how to deal with it versus like, let's get you resourced and have the tools so that you know that you can handle those emotions and there's nothing wrong with having them. Yeah. I always tell my clients, I don't know where I came up with this example. It's such a weird example, but it's like, maybe you're in the beginning and you feel so overwhelmed and it's like, if someone knocked on your door and was like, Hey, here's this anchovy pizza that you ordered. And you're like, I didn't order anchovy pizza, but then like 50 people show up and they're like, you ordered this anchovy pizza. And they all have anchovy pizzas in their hand and they're yelling at you. Like you ordered this. And maybe you're, then you start to think like, <laughs> maybe I did order this anchovy pizza. I don't know. Please leave me alone. It's overwhelming. And as you do the work, suddenly it's mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe once in a while, like someone will pop up and say, Hey, you ordered this anchovy pizza. Maybe three people pop up and say you mm. ordered this anchovy pizza, and you're like, guys, like I really didn't order this. Please, like go to the next house or the next apartment. This is not my anchovy pizza. Thank you very much. You're disrupting me, and thank you for coming over. But you gotta go. It's a less overwhelming process, and you're more confident because it's not it's not always so overwhelming, and you have the confidence to say, I know how to deal with this, and like, no, thank you. I didn't order the anchovy. 
Thank you very much. And it's not that they don't come anymore ever again. You never have like intrusive thoughts or beliefs. It's just, you know how to confidently maneuver that. Mm, I love that example. And I think what comes up for me with hearing that is like, how do I say this? It's kind of like, okay, so it also requires so much internal knowing of who you are, right? Mm -hmm. To know like, oh, I am not the person that ordered this anchovy pizza. Like, because what I see so often, right, is that like swaying or the I'm a chameleon because I have to fit in Mm -hmm. or I have to belong. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like we're hardwired to belong. Like that is truly just a hardwiring within all of us. Mm -hmm. And it's sorting out like, who are you now? And can you allow that to be different in different seasons of your life too? Yeah. You know what? When I was first starting this journey or maybe in the middle, I don't know, but I felt like I didn't know who I was or like what I liked or like what my preferences were in anything. I would be in relationships or friendships and I would just kind of like meld into them and like, yeah, whatever you want to do. And like, yeah, that sounds good. And I just had no idea. I didn't have my own identity. So one day I started just writing down a list of what I liked. So like, I'd be like, wow, I really like this kind of coffee today. This is actually really great. And I just started in like little random, or I really liked when I went to the movies with my mom, just like little random things. So I could show myself, Hey, you do have a personality. You do know what you like. And it is, and it can be separate from other people. So I just started really, really Mm. tiny. And I would say that for any practice, you can start really, 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 really tiny. Even if let's say you have never saved in your life and you want to start saving and you started saving $5 a month, I'd be like, you know what? Great. Get that habit in because you know what? One day you'll be saving 5,000 a month and 50,000 a month or what for investing or whatever it is, getting into that habit, starting small, I think is really important. Mm, that is super important. And I think how you just related that of like any practice is so essential to remember because what I know about human nature, right. Is like, if you go balls to the wall out the gate, you're going to stick with it for like a week, maybe. I used to be the balls to the wall person. (laughs) Like small consistent changes over time is really like the name of the game in anything. And Honestly, when you go balls to the wall, like you're just mimicking a trauma response and yes. you know, reenacting that. So safely starting something I think is so important. And it gives you that little dopamine when you see yourself completing like little things along the way. And it gives you the motivation to keep going. So I agree. And I was reading something and I I should know more of the like psychology behind it, but you know, they talk about like how, if you just have your check marks every single day and just the visual of seeing that and completing a small task, I mean, it literally can be like, I meditated for two minutes and you're trying to develop a 30 day practice of that and just checking it off every single day and then seeing it, how much more able you are to stick with it as a result of that, like reward system, so to speak. Yeah, our brains love it. We're like, oh my God, look at these check marks. I got to give myself my little check mark today. And it really just, it adapts to that and, and it helps us stay motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love this advice. I am definitely on board with small, consistent changes. And then the compound effect. I mean, even back to like right. the investing, 
example, right? Like, I mean, I'm the nerdy person that was like 21 and started a 401k because I was like, I saw, like, I literally saw the graph when I was 17 in economics class. And it was like, if you start investing at this age versus this only like 10 years later, but just Mm -hmm. the compound effect. No. Yeah. The combat. I mean, I wish I was that person in 21 <laughs> <Invested> <laughs> in my 401k, but yeah, the law of momentum, you know, the momentum starts to kick in and it's like, so, and I think that's how sometimes when people's businesses start to blow up, it's just like, you know, one small action, another small action, another aligned action, another aligned action. All of a sudden you're like, where did this person come from? Wow. This person is all of a sudden super successful. And it's just, you know, showing up moment by moment probably for years and years. And then one day, boom, blew up. 100%. I don't know where I was talking about that this past week, but I just see that all the time in the people that you're like, oh, I've never seen this person. They blew up overnight. No, they most certainly did not. (laughs) I know I did not. (laughs) It's very rare. Yeah. 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 It's very rare. So keep that in mind as you're growing on your journey. Absolutely. So is there anything else you'd love to add of somebody who is on this journey? Maybe if they're struggling a little bit with like staying the course, any piece of advice or wisdom you would give them? Yeah. The last thing I would say is to think about a person or a place or a different period of your life where you ever felt safe, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. And start to like hold on to that image and think about those feelings that you felt when you were safe and continue to go back to that safe place and and start to build that safety that way. If that's accessible to you, just think about one little happy memory, maybe when you were four years old or five years old Mm. or whatever, and make that your safe place and start to build that safety and, and, and dwell on that. Mm, I love that advice and really tapping into those feelings and cultivating that internally. Yeah. The safety is safety is the treatment, honestly. Allowing yourself to be safe and seen is really going to make a difference. So start small. Uh, oh my gosh, this is so good. So tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, all that good stuff. Yes. Come hang out with me on Instagram at the Renee Reese. I'm always on my stories. I've been posting more reels and it's a good time over there. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yay. Oh my goodness. I feel like I say this every single week, but what an incredible episode. And I hope that you have gained as much as I have from being able to interview these experts on nervous system regulation. And this one in particular hits really hard for me. And I know so many of my clients because it comes down to worthiness right? Like who has told us that we're not worthy? Where can we heal and shift and begin to reparent ourselves and do inner child work and look at the places within ourselves where we are potentially living out of a trauma response or have just some, you know, funky life stuff happening as a result of being a human that has lived in conditioning and trauma. And at this point, you know, I I always have said that everyone lives through some version of trauma and it looks different for everyone, of course. But now there's no way to say that we haven't lived through trauma, this collective trauma that we've been living in for the past two years and isolation and really hard stuff that has come up for 
every single person I know and anyone who is being honest and is paying attention, right? And so this conversation is so essential and something I want to continue to be having in this online space along with offline, but really just conversations of who told you you weren't worthy? When did you start believing that? How can you begin to create safety in your body and heal those places, shift those places, claim your life back in so many ways is what it comes down to. And I just know these conversations that we've been having on the podcast this season are so, so essential. So of course, if you've missed any episodes, please go back and listen to them because these real life stories and examples and tips and ways to work through your own stuff is so, so essential. Whether you have a business or not, I, you know, so much of the work I do now is with entrepreneurs and I help clients to really scale their businesses quickly and create freedom from the inside out. But there's really no shortcuts at the same time, right? And I never ever want to give the illusion that there are. Are there ways that you can get there faster? Absolutely. (laughs) So many of my clients hit insane numbers quickly, but we have to begin to regulate and we have to really do the deep worthiness pieces that are essential to long-term sustainable growth in your business. So I hope that you take these conversations and really begin to apply them to your own life and your own business and to know that whatever you see someone else doing online or in real life or whatever it is that you desire, first of all, your desires are there for a reason. So because you have that desire, it means it's possible for you. And you might not be quote unquote there yet, but can you begin to celebrate exactly where you are and honor yourself for those desires that you have and then really create a plan and a support system to help you get there while enjoying the journey? It's so cliche, but it's so true. If we don't begin to enjoy the journey, we'll just be beating ourselves up or pressuring ourselves or shaming ourselves. And I know that the fastest hack and the way through is to celebrate exactly where you are to get so freaking sold on the work that you're doing in this world to serve the people in front of you and to continue to implement these pieces around worthiness and safety within your nervous system and your body. So please reach out. I would love to hear from you. I truly love knowing that this podcast is making a difference in your life, in your clients' lives, in your colleagues' lives, in your family, whomever is listening. So please send me a message, reach out. And of course, if I can help you further, if you want that multiple six-figure business that feels really dang good in your body, doing work you love, of deep service, working from anywhere in the world, I would love nothing more than to talk to you. This is work that really has found me, not the other way around. And I I need these tools. I use these tools day in and day out. And I would not be here if it were not for the support of other people that have helped me, that continue to help me and continuing to rewrite my narratives around what freedom really means uh, and being available for that and honing in on how to receive and expand in a way that is safe. So head on over to my website, grab a free discovery call and let's chat. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for being here. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is truly an honor to be in your ears. Would you do me one quick favor and go leave a rating and review for the show? It allows people to find this free resource and get it into the hands of more people. I would be so grateful if you would take 30 seconds and go do that. I will pick a reviewer every single month to give a free session to. So please head on over, leave a rating and a review and go tell your friends. Thanks so much and see you next week.